So with Carl Akimi talking about Why Not Me, your new book. Welcome, Carl. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me again. First podcast of the year, for first podcast of the decade. Oh, so yeah, I'm in a special, I'm yeah. in a special club then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so last time we met, we did a 200th episode yeah. with Matt Murray and Aaron McCary, which we talked about, was that six years ago now? I know, yeah. A long saying, time yeah, ago. It seems like um, and there's a couple of bits on that episode that I'm going to heart that to. Okay. It's quite surprising, <laughs> okay. actually. Okay. Um, Every time we have a guest on the show, now we didn't do this when you were on the show first time because we didn't have this concept before. Okay. So first time um, we have somebody on the show, we have something called the Fancast Three Questions. Okay. So they're just three daft questions yes. just to get to know the people okay. that are on the show. Okay. Uh, so first question, your favourite footballer of all time and why? Um, favourite footballer of all time, Messi. Okay, yeah. 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 Good, good call. I wanted to go a bit old. I was going to go a bit old school, but I'm going to yeah. stick with Messi. But you can't beat Messi, can you? No, he's the best ever. Yeah. Right? There's, there's always an argument about Ronaldo and yeah. a few of us, but I think as a general footballer who's just gifted, I'm not saying he's not worked hard, at it, but he's just, it's just, he's a gift from God. Yeah. I know you've had other players like uh, Maradona and Pele, but I don't think no one's done it consistently mm. um, over, a, over a period of time like Messi has. And I know the argument would be about Ronaldo, but I just think Messi's... Obviously, I know Ronaldo is obviously incredibly gifted as well, but I just mm. think Messi would be a footballer without no physical attributes. He's just that good, yeah. And um, that's why I always always pick Messi. We we asked that question to Harry Burgoyne once, and Shay Given was the answer, which I wasn't really sure of at the time. <laughs> I think that was I think that, I think that might be idle. Uh, yeah, right. but it could be different. Could it? Your idol to who's the best there? But, Shea was a great keeper as well, but um, I think he'd even be flattered if he was on someone's um, best best football of all time list. Yeah. Maybe a few Newcastle and Blackburn Rovers yeah. could say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, bit of a daft question now. Sauces, you know, like your ketchups, your mayos. Yeah, I can't, okay, then this is quite easy. Fridge or cupboard? Oh. Where do you keep them? Fridge. Fridge. Yeah. All fridges. Fridges, yeah, yeah. but I, I, I've got a bit of a, I only like, Barbecue sauce, really, and, and I, I can That's float a, a bit of chili. Yeah. But um, I've got. A, I don't really like touching uh, tomato sauce. It's really weird. So See, I'm the, the kids, same. I'm not. I'm not a tomato. The fan. kids, yeah. But even if the kids are, uh, they've got the tomato sauce with their chips. I don't even want to touch it. <laughs> like just the thought of having it and the smell being on my hands. It's like a bit of a phobia. I said it to. <laughs> I oh. said it to a few people where we see sometimes. I, I don't know what's wrong with me. I just can't even touch the sauce <laughs> like that. Especially when those kids are messy. I'm like just. Ch- like to my uh, chucking like tissues on my hand and not trying to like touch it myself, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, but definitely fridge. Uh, what is your favorite film of all time? Oh, that's such a tough one to ask. Um, one film you're probably gonna have to put on, on forever, you can only put on one film, maybe Godfather One, yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Let's talk about um, your book, Why Not Me, and Really good book. What I liked about it is you obviously talk about the experience you've had over the last couple of years, but you intertwine that with um, or almost autobiographical, talking mm. about your your history and yeah. also your career as well. When you were writing the book, did you find it quite therapeutic at all, putting down your personal thoughts and experiences that nobody else would have known at the time into words, at, at kind of almost in some ways the end of this this, this cycle? Yeah, it was, um, I think the second stage was quite therapeutic in the sense that we sat down with uh, sat down with Bezza and 
sort of when it got to paper, because we sat down and I spoke for a long time, it started to become quite therapeutic then because yeah. I was reading it a lot and going back over it. And um, I think that's where it kind of became a bit therapeutic. Um, but it was also, it brought back memories that I kind of forgot as well. Mm. And um, not forgot, but I'd, I'd, I'd not really spoke about. So I think it was a bit a, a bit of both, really. It was therapeutic at times, and it, it brought me back into the realisation of what happened. Mm. Um, and it's, like you said, it's not that long ago. Um, but it was sort of talking about emotions, like you said, that I'd not really spoke about with, with many people. And even uh, my, a few of my friends have read the book, mm. and they've kind of, said even I knew everything that happened they were like my close friends they knew everything that happened but still didn't know mm. you're, always gonna, you're always going to keep stuff close to your, your yeah. chest aren't you you're not always going to reveal everything yeah exactly and um, I think that's I think that's what um, pe- people have found it difficult to read at times like out of my closer friends really and they knew everything yeah um, they knew all the, t- the tough the tough times that I went through so um, I think that was, I think that's a bit strange for some people that were close mm. to me. And I think for me personally, I'm such a, a, a quiet and closed person generally. And for me to start writing everything that mm. there is about me is a bit strange, really, because I feel like I'm at the how I've been for the last 30 odd years of my life is just been chucked out the window yeah. in one book. Yeah. But I think it was important to 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 tell the story. And um, it it's just, a, I think it's just, an, a, I feel like it's just an achievement doing the book to be honest yeah. as well because yeah. uh, I never thought, um, I never thought as a kid that I'd ever write a book mm. like, or I never thought I'd be a footballer let alone write a book and it was just something really when I was sort of in hospital thinking if I can get through it, maybe I can share my experience mm. to help someone else in a, a similar struggle or a different struggle. Or And uh, just as important as that, it was to try and set an example for my for my kids mm. coming forward, you know, to, 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 to show that they can kind of do it, anything, mm. anything they want, because if I can do it, then they yeah. can. Yeah, and I get, there's so much emotion of you that goes into that book and you almost, like you say, you're opening yourself up more than you probably have ever done before was that ever kind of a, a, a daunting prospect at all thing that you were yeah, opening yourself up yeah, as much? It, it was it, it was even I think a few things that I'd wrote about um, about Saba and I don't think she'd ever knew that I'd mm. felt like that either um, and it was it had to be that way though mm. I couldn't have got away with doing it any different or just kind of flirting with it because I wouldn't have, I wouldn't bother pointing it out if it was no not worth doing it yeah but um, I think it's just a daunting thing of people me sort of people getting to know me and uh, who don't know me yeah. and that's that's like I suppose it's a good thing uh, 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 a positive g- thing on the yeah. on the whole scale yeah. but uh, me general me as a general rule of thumb mm. as person is that I'm always polite and mm. always. Oh, I'll have a conversation with anyone, but I think when 
someone actually get to know me. Mm. I thought that that's something I always kind of kept a bit sacred. Yeah, you kept the tomato sauce thing probably yeah, secret exactly. for a while. No one knew, no one <laughs> yeah. knew about the tomato sauce. Yeah. I bet my enemies out there are yeah. just lining that tomato, ke- tomato sauce now ready to spray me. Yeah. <laughs> you talk in the book about how when you were diagnosed, you, you, you accepted it, but you weren't bitter about mm. it. Was, was there a challenge there throughout that process of keeping that positive mental attitude? Um, it was it. Yeah, at times, you know, it, there was. You know, there's always. I'd, I'd have bad thoughts at times, and you know, I'd be I'd be worried. But it was. Um, I, I'd gone through like a bit of a spiritual journey, probably years before. To be honest, and I think that kind of helped me. I'd been reading a lot of. Um, I'd, I'd read a book, The Power Now, um, by Eckhart Tolle. That was all about staying present and not. The, the conversations that we all have in our head, and um, I remember he'd give a he'd 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 been on a train, I think, and uh, there's someone talking opposite there's some opposite him, there's someone talking to themselves out loud, mm. and then he followed the person, and it was actually a lecturer at his uni. Oh right. So, but he's basically kind of saying that everyone has these conversations with themselves, and it's about trying to um, have stillness in your mind. And I'd, I'd been I've been reading a lot of books with about uh, your mind and but a lot of Buddhist books. I'd been meditating a lot as well, so I kind of felt that I'd maybe been a little bit prepared for it. Mm. Um, but there's still struggles at times, and there's still times I had a lot of time to myself as well. Yeah. Um, and I think being at hospital, then there was times where. I'd, I would think the worst, but I'd, it'd always be cut out pretty quickly. So mm. I, I could have a, a bad thought about um, maybe I thought I was going to die or something like that. And it would be like, no, you're not. Um, you just, just be positive. Yeah. You, it was kind of like, I, it kind of got to the stage where I was sort of thinking the process is just the process mm. what will happen will happen just allow the process to happen and then everything can, will unfold the way it's supposed to and I think it was just that was a big thing for me is just to trust the process of what was mm. gonna gonna happen in the next six months well, six months twelve months and after that yeah so I think um, I, th- I think a lot of my readings before had helped me keep that positive attitude along with obviously being a footballer as well, mm. you, you kind of, kind of had to have that pens, uh, attitude as well yeah. because you wouldn't have, you, I wouldn't, you wouldn't have got anywhere. You wouldn't have believed that anything was possible if you didn't have some sort of positive attitude. And that's just a, a daily routine of mm. playing football. I think it that has also geared me up to kind of go what I was going through because I'd already had that mindset of um, trying to do the best of. Of, with what I've got, and yeah. um, I think that's kind of what what drives me, and and what kind of dro- helped me get through um, that that year in hospital. Yeah, I want to talk about some more um, bits you talk about in the book. Um, firstly, playing for Nigeria. Now, when we did that two hundredth episode, one of my colleagues asked you about playing for Nigeria. At the time, it was very. I think your answer at the time was very much like, "Well, is it Vincent and and yeah, and yeah." Was in goal, and you talked about, well, he's in goal, he's the captain, he's a legend. I don't think I'll get the opportunity, but it would be great if I did. Then, years later, playing for Nigeria. What was it like in that first game, putting on 
that shirt and playing for Nigeria. May, maybe thinking, maybe, maybe a few years ago, this opportunity may not have happened. Yeah, it was um, it, it was strange. I think uh, it probably came at the right time, though. Mm. A perfect timing for me. Um, I think I got the phone call and uh, Sunday Lisa, uh, who's a legend as well. So I kind of thought it might have been a bit of a wind up or something like that. Um, and then um, obviously I was just delighted to go. And then things happened quite quickly mm. when I was there because Vincent was supposed to come. His mother sadly passed away. And then all of a sudden I'd gone from just going to think that I'm going to be a part of the squad and mm. maybe have a feel for what was going on to, mm. yeah, you're playing the first qualifier. <laughs> you're playing against, not that you weren't the first qualifier, but you're playing in the African Cup of Nations qualifier. So um, it was special. Uh, it still is special to me um, to represent a, a football club's amazing, but to represent the country is yeah. a, a different sort of level. And um, it was just a whole different meaning. Um, you know, it's something that, it, it was something that my family would be proud of. Do you mm. know what I mean? And I know family, my family was proud of me being a, a professional footballer and playing for Wolves and that, but um, it, it was a deeper rooted meaning. It takes a whole it. new level, doesn't it? Of, yeah. yeah. It, it was a deeper rooted meaning of it. Um, and it was... Um, it, it was good. It came at a good time for me because I, I was, I was, I think I was maybe twenty seven, twenty eight, maybe, and I was, um, I was old enough and mature enough to really soak the moment up and really enjoy like the national anthem. Mm. It was like absolutely incredible, and um, just to sort of, I was just remember standing there, sort of thinking of my granddad who passed away a few years ago, thinking about how all my family's going to be proud of me, and I could mm. really, obviously, there was a little bit of nerves, but I could really soak it up and. In, Enjoy like a bit emotional, but yeah. enjoy it at the same time because I wasn't in fear. Yeah, it's something you'd been waiting for, and you were going to enjoy that moment regardless of what was probably going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and um, it was. I don't know. I had a, I had special times in Nigeria, even though they wasn't, they didn't. Um, I, I didn't play as much as I'd, I'd like to, but I'd, I'd seem to. I don't know. I'd seem to perform in every game mm. we played, and. Um, I, I just it just it was just, it just made me fall in love with being in Nigeria again because mm. um, I'd been a few years recently and uh, to my granddad's funeral and didn't really have a great experience over there and I'd been a few times before that but I was just kind of I just needed a break from Nigeria yeah. at that time and then I'd going back to play for the national team just made me sort of fall in love and then just got mm. the opportunity to go back yeah. there a couple of times a year which was incredible as well. Because you talk about in the book, when you go back, there is that you you got this sense of a real like, community and support network for Nigeria. There is that kind of real community feel about it. Yeah, it's um, you know, it's it's it, it just feels at home really, and that's and obviously someone who's brought up in Casa Bromwich in Birmingham. Um, as soon as I go there, it feels at home, mm. and there's something just deep rooted ancestrally um, that is, it just feels like home. And I, I just feel I've always felt that sense of love there. Mm. And um, it's soon as soon as I go back, yeah, it's just things are tough there. Don't get me wrong; like it's hard for people there at some at some points, but. It's still quite. It's not. 
as progressed as Europe and there's something quite special about it being quite raw mm. still. Yeah. And uh, I think that's what I really enjoy about it. It's, there's still that rawness there. Right. The tactics board. The question <laughs> you've been asked a million times. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to reveal what what I enjoyed reading in that chapter was some of the choice words you gave to Dean Saunders at half time. <laughs> which, which I won't reveal because <laughs> we can't even say it on here. Um, but I wanted to go before that, the the moment that probably left left up to what happened, the goal, the own goal. Mm. How does that, when, when that, a moment like that happens, you're in a stadium full of 20 or so thousand people, how do you feel in that? It must be an odd feeling, thing like you've, oh, not only just yeah, thinking that's happened, yeah, but also, yeah. oh, there's everybody watching me as well. Yeah, it's, um, you, 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 like your gut just sinks, I can't explain. It's just like, having really bad news like you've just had really bad news yeah. of someone like yeah. someone's <laughs> yeah someone's really old like yeah, you yeah. need to go to hospital like that's the feeling yeah. and you know when your gut sinks yeah that's what it feels like when you're out there and then after a minute or two you're just trying to clear your head then just mm. thinking oh come on man like you just you've got to get through this now yeah. like and then it was kind of you just got to like go and prove to people that it was just a mistake. Yeah. You, you're good, and um, it's just it, it's not a nice feeling. And I, I watched when I watch TV, and a goalkeeper's made a mistake. I can't watch sometimes. So I know that feeling <laughs> yeah. they're going through. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And um, I think it was just obviously that was it was more of a that embarrassment because of the the goal. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I'd always kind of said to myself, rap playing it is that whether one slipped through my hands or I should have come for a cross, it's mm. the same result that he still ends up in a goal. So yeah. it's whether, whether I, I, one's in a top corner and, and I could have saved it mm. or what it, I didn't save it. It might not look, someone might say, ah, oh, it was in the top corner, you like you shouldn't have saved yeah. it. Yeah. But I know I should have saved it. Yeah. And it's still a goal, do you know what I mean? It's still one. <laughs> yeah. you don't, it's not two because it went through my foot, do you know what I mean? It's still one. So I'd kind of always had that sort of feeling, but I think... Um, at the time it was just I don't know things happened quite quick I didn't really have that much time to really um, you kind of just got to get on with the game I had you? to get on with the game as well then obviously half time came pretty quickly and everyone kind of knows what happened after that anyway <laughs> yeah. so that was I'd kind of forgot about the goal and all, after that to be honest and then it was onto my hand <laughs> did you do you still talk to, or did you talk to David Davis of it after a while about like you know or why did you pass it to me like that or no, was he the other way around like why did you try and control it no, like that I think uh, we had a bit of banter about it really um, I think it was no one it was no one's fault you know what I mean apart from my own really and then I suppose Dave would say that it was a bad pass as well I shouldn't mm. give you that pass and um, it was just I, one of those in football kind of moments, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think I won't, I won't be blaming Dave and and I think Dave would probably say that he shouldn't have passed it, do yeah. you know what I mean, that way. So um, it's still for me to deal with. Um, but yeah, it's not something I'd recommend giving them sort of balls back to a kid <laughs> when I'm playing. But, Answer me this. How long have you had that mattress? Because it's looking even lumpier than my lockdown love handles. And while those might be more cuddly, a lumpy mattress is doing nothing for your comfort levels or your sleep. 
So whatever body you're rocking, put it on a Nectar mattress. And right now you can save over $500 on any queen or king bundle. That includes a Nectar mattress, foundation, mattress protector, cooling pillows, and sheet set, as well as our 365-night home trial and a forever warranty. Go to Nectarsleep.com slash save 500 and get hugged. Hey everyone, it's David here. Now, you already know by now if I'm on the show or I'm not on the show and my voice is here, you know, one of those silly ghost things. Anyway, I'm just here to say um, we've got a lovely website and our friends over at Pixel Yeti Media do that. And if you're looking for web design or your business needs a new logo or a bit of marketing, go take a look at pixelyetimedia.com. And also, they're not just web designers, they're also a creative agency that cover all your design needs from websites to brochures and signage to marketing, logo design and branding. So, take a moment after this podcast and go check them out at pixelyetimedia.com. You talk in the book about when um, Emmy Martinez came in from Arsenal and you, Kenny Jacket dropped you initially and he came in. I remember, when, again, when we did the two of the show, I remember we talked a lot about how you'd been on the loan circuit for quite a while. Mm. You came back into the fold. You were now the number one keeper. Was that an odd feeling that you'd, you probably felt like you were established now, then all of a sudden Kenny's brought in somebody else and now he's taking your spot? Was that a, an odd thing to, um, to take? It was it, it was strange, you know, because um, I'd uh, I'd not played that many preseason games. Mm. Um, I think I'd played, I might have played half a game at Shrewsbury, I think, and then I might have played the opening game of the season, uh, the last friendly, and then Blackburn. So I'd I'd, I'd felt sharp, as in um, goalkeeping wise. I wasn't quite match sharp and. Um, I think everyone, I thought everyone could have seen that, um, and yeah, I I made a bit of a hash of a goal against uh, Blackburn, but it it wasn't at Howard. It was just one of them things that mm. could have happened, um, and it it didn't reflect on my overall game. I think, and uh, I think at the time when Kenny told me it was just a bit of a surprise and I, think, and I don't think anyone else really no yeah, like for, well. for us fans it was it was a, it was a shock normally you get a feel even in the change room and no, no one else in that comment as well so yeah. um, I think it was uh, it was it hurt a little, it hurt me at the time to be honest um, and uh, I wasn't happy I wasn't happy with Kenny I still respected him but I wasn't happy mm. with him um, I kind of just I thought I'm not gonna stand for this luck and mm-hmm. that as well and and that that was the only time at Wolves where I thought I had to go. Mm. Um and Oh right, okay. I'd, yeah, that was the only time I thought I had to go. Yeah. Uh I just felt that I'd I'd felt like I'd, I'd proved that I was number one mm. and if you if Emmy's gonna play if you brought Emmy in for the season then mm what happens next yeah. season am I, am I back to number one again now right, or, do you yeah. know what I mean yeah. it just won't happen like that and um, but I'd, I'd never t- would have trained or I never would have stopped trying to be number yeah. one do you know what I mean um, but I think that initial first period of time I just kind of felt that I just I, I just felt like it was a bit harsh and um, I, 
I, I, I felt like it wasn't the right time. Mm. I felt like if I had a bit of a turn in form, uh, then fair enough, mm. you have to bring someone in. I'm not even dis- disputing that. Or if um, if it, if if it had, if it was four to six weeks into mm. the season, I'd understand this is after the first game. Do you right. know what I mean? So yeah. that's why it kind of made your yeah. intentions pretty clear. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd kind of, I always had the mentality that I, I'm, I still continue to try and be number one. Yeah. And, um, I'll still give it my all. Um, I guess you've got to push that, the guy who is at number one, to say, yeah. you know, I am here, so... Yeah, I'm ready to step in. Exactly, and I think um, Emmy Emmy's Emmy's God, brilliant. He's got a lot of attributes and that, but he'd not had that many games as well. Mm. So I kind of felt that um, if I could get some get, if I could get back in, I'd I'd stay in, um, and eventually I did and mm. ended up doing that. Um, but it, it was difficult. I I, I didn't I didn't. Uh, I, I I didn't take it well um, on a personal level, but that wasn't to re- that wasn't reflection of what I was running. Yeah, I was sort of still the same yeah. person, and I was still respectful with Kenny. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I, I, I'd I'd um, I'd not I don't I don't I don't think I lost respect for him. I, I, I might have disliked him a little bit more it's just know? one of those working he's moments just, isn't yeah, it where he's just, just, yeah, yeah I just thought and, I, yeah. I remember that I think the game you came back I think you come on as a sub because I think Martinez got injured Yeah, and that roar from the crowd and you came on I always remember that roar there was this oh yeah you know I think there was no disrespect to Martinez but I think there was this sense of yes yeah, Carl's back in goal that was, one of the, that was one of the most surreal moments mm. ever like I I've never s- felt that before I've never seen it before a lot of people said they've never seen it before mm. like when a, a, a subs come on <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> and um, yeah it was so it was such a I think just the circumstances for Emmy must have been hard as well mm. because he'd come into a club where they for suffer, they wanted me as number one mm. at the time as well and uh, I think everyone was surprised that Emmy came in so I think it was a difficult moment for him as well um, but yeah, it was just a like a surreal moment, and yeah, I remember people saying to me at the side on the sides after. Mm. I think Pat Mountain might have said to me, "I've never seen that before. Like I've never seen yeah. a, cr- a crowd do that." And um, it kind of goes to some of the relationship with the fans, really, because it's just <laughs> I'd, I sometimes wonder why our relationship's been so good, <laughs> like, yeah, and, and not in a bad way. It's just that. Um, it, it, even through tough times and I've not been playing mm. well I'd always obviously you have the disgruntled fans and I understand it it's just part of football but you'd always have a few fans saying come on Carl come on Carl <laughs> and like words of encouragement and uh, I'd always kind of felt like that love from the fans and I think that was just another moment where um, they show me that that show me the love that we've kind of the bond we've kind of had mm. over throughout the years of my career and um, it's yeah, it, it's incredible. It's incredible. It's nice to sort of come back and feel to be around the fans again because I always kind of tried. To, I always felt like I had time for people and yeah. stuff like that as well. It's nice to know that they they appreciated that and supported me through a lot of other things. Do you know what I mean? So it was another nice occasion. I want to ask you about the current score at the minute, which is flying high. 
is there anybody in this current squad that you think, oh, you know, I'd like to have played with them? Turn back time, if they were in the squad a few years ago somehow, is there anyone you, you look at now and think, oh, yeah, that would have been a... I would like to apply to that guy. Yeah, I think I think most of them. Not disrespecting anyone that we played with. We played with some great players as well. But um yeah, I think um there's a lot of good players in, in the squad and um but to pick one out would probably have to be Moutinho. Yeah. I think. Um he's probably the best player I've seen at Wolves. Mm. Um, it's just a different level. And I was sort of saying to my friends the other day, I was like you they were talk. They're talking about um, like Jimenez and Chore and stuff like that. And I know they kind of get a lot of the headlines sometimes. Mm. But I'm like, you need to go and watch him live. Like, yeah, go and watch him, and you'll appreciate yeah. like the art, the art, the artist that he is. Do you know? And um, I think he's a player that I'd, I'd, I'd absolutely love to play with. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of good players in there, um, and. I think the squad's blessed at, 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 at the minute but yeah I think Moutinho would be one that I'd, I'd like to play with um, I think everyone wants to play with Moutinho yeah. just a kick about around the park yeah <laughs> exactly yeah so uh, he'd, be, he'd be the he'd be the, he'd be the standout along with every other player that's there at the minute to be yeah. honest but um, he's a little bit special isn't he uh, what does the post-football future hold for you then are you looking to maybe get back into football in a kind of a coaching role or what have you thought that what you'd like to do yeah I don't know I keep I keep thinking um should do, do I come back in um I've not had that 100% burning fire urge mm. in a minute I've had like snippets of urges to come back um I think this year will be uh, I think this year will be like, like might give a definitive answer by the yeah. end of the year I think uh I kind of had a year of getting back to normal really yeah. and that's life kind of feels normal again mm. so um, I, I think I'd like to come back in but I, w- I don't know what side of football though. Mm. I don't know if I, I don't know if it's that's on the coaching um, coaching element or maybe uh, more at the board like a board okay yeah uh, element I don't know if I'd, I want to see how that side of football mm. works um, I was Speaking to Kefo a couple of months ago, actually, and then uh, he, he's obviously saying, oh, well, whenever you want to do that, let us know if you want to come back and yeah. watch your coaches, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, well, I wouldn't mind coming back and being on the board, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, it's, uh, it's something I'm kind of interested in the other side of football now. I think yeah. it's, uh, football's changed a lot. And um, I'm kind of interested on how it happens on that side and um, I think it'd be interesting I think it'd be the same I'd still be involved in football but it'd be something new as well and um, I think that's that's the sort of interest I've got sitting here at the start of the start of the year that might Mm. change to for me to be at a point where do you know what? I don't really want to do that I actually want Mm. to be in the thick of it and yeah try different things and see see what um, it, it, or it might just be that I still enjoy just being a fan because I actually mm. quite enjoy being a fan, to be honest. And um, and I enjoy going to games. Um, I enjoy 
just watching football and enjoy having arguments about wolves <laughs> are better than so and so. And are we going to see you in the way in then more often potentially? But do you know what? I went to um, I went to Celtic Rangers the weekend. Okay, yeah. And um, it's the first time in a long time where I've just been a fan. Mm. Um, and my, were like you my supporting f- a side in that game? Celtic. You, you yeah. were supporting Celtic. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, and it was just. It was my friend. Was, my friend said to me, "He said he's like, I, I bet you've not just been to a game mm. just as a fan." And I was like, "Yeah, you're right. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I can't really remember <laughs> being to that many games yeah. just as a fan." And um, we were just talking about Espanol. Yeah, I'd I'd want to go to. I'd love to go to one of the European games with Wolves. Um, and. I'm sure there's a. I'm sure we get the opportunity to be in Europe again. The way things are going, but yeah. you never know, and yeah. I, I don't. I wouldn't want to miss out. Right, on that it experience. depends how many loyalty points you've got, Carl. Oh, you get these tickets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'll have to. Laugh. I'll have to. Uh, I have to hit up codes for some comps or something yeah. like that. <laughs> there can't be many people from Liverpool travelling to yeah. <laughs> to Spain or can there? Um, but yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, I I, I I enjoy I enjoy going to the game and I, I'm going. On Saturday and, and to do Man United game and doing the radio, and I enjoyed that as well. Mm. But it, it is nice as going as a fan. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And uh, I think that's I, I went as Villa. I went to the Villa game as a fan, but I mm. was kind of sitting in the fancy seats, which was nice yeah. and it, it yeah. experience. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was comfortable. Yeah. And uh, I sit next to Jeff's cheese wife, and she had some hand warmers that she gave me. So oh. it was quite a cozy experience. <laughs> But it's not the same as actually being on the terraces. Then, yeah, uh, I think I actually quite enjoy being on the terraces. So I think you, I think you will see me in some away okay. day. But if uh, I don't, I see, try and keep it low key. So. Yeah, if I don't see you in an away end on the telly this season, singing "Si Senor," <laughs> then I'm going to be disappointed. I've been singing it home, if that helps. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah I'll, uh, I think I think you will see me in a away day. Yeah, uh, pretty soon. Yeah, good. But I think I'd start. Number no, the fear is is that someone will notice me and then the the, the crowd will start singing my name. I think I'd get embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, so, uh, but yeah, I, I think you will see me soon. In a way, that it could be in Espanol. Good, good. Right, I'm going to end this interview with a little quiz. Okay. Now our um, our quiz master, he does a quiz on the show every week. Um, now, people keep telling us it, they're always bizarre, these quizzes. So, and also, when anyone does this quiz, that can be so weirdly hard that if someone even gets a point there, happen. <laughs> okay. so, uh, so he's done a, he's done a mini quiz. I think he's got about four or five questions, but it's on your career. Okay. <laughs> so let me see how you get on with this quiz. Right, you ready for this? Okay, okay so that game against Bristol City with the, the, the tactics board. Um, who scored Wolves on the day? It's a 2-1 win. Yeah. Do you remember who scored the two goals for Wolves yeah. that day? Who was it? Sylvan E. Banks Blake. And? Oh, that's when I scored. <laughs> I thought you meant he scored both goals. No, Seb's, Seb got one. Putin got the other. You want to see how people play along at home as well, listening, see if they can beat you in the uh, the Cole quiz. I'm trying to think of who was playing that day. It was another striker. Doyle, was it Doyle? It was. I was thinking Doyle, Doyle, to be honest. I was thinking, was he playing? I I (laughs) remember Silva ringing me after. 
Uh, yeah. Sylvan got the second goal. Was that right? I don't know. He's, I've only got seven all in here, oh, so yeah. I presume. I think Sylvan got the second goal, and I remember him ringing me saying, "Ah, oh, that was for you, brother." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so I've got one point there. Got one point there. Um, who did Carl make more lone league appearances for Stockport or Middlesbrough? And I'll give you a bonus point if you can tell the number of games. So, how, um, so basically, how many games did you play more for on loan, Stockport or Middlesbrough? I'll give you a bonus point if you can give you the number as well of games. So Middlesbrough or Stockport, who do you play more for? Oh, that's a tough one, that is. I'm going to say Stockport. Middlesbrough. Was it Middlesbrough? Do you know, have a guess, which how, number-wise, how many games? Was it nine for Stockport and 13 for Middlesbrough? Nine for Stockport. So I'll give you a bonus point for that. Ten for Middlesbrough. Oh, was it ten for Middlesbrough? Ten. It was, it was only close. There's only one game, though. Uh, do you know so like, I'll give you a bonus point for that. I thought... I would know I worked for Stockport because I know I was probably at Stockport longer, mm. but I came back from Middlesbrough earlier. I think the, my loan might have been up, or I might have been injured, which was a bit of a shock horror. But yeah, but I, I remember being on the bench a little bit for Stockport because I'd, I'd had a bit of a mare as well mm. there, and then um, ended up broken my. I broke my finger, so I had to come back. Oh, yeah, uh, wasn't the worst. It wasn't the worst <laughs> thing, mate. To be fair, I was, on, I, was, I was on the bench and I hated it. Stop what anyway. So. Oh no, I broke my finger. <laughs> yeah, I'll <have> to go. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so in the 2013-14 season, you were named in the PFA League One team of the season. Which two current Premier League players are also in that team? So who is pl- two players that are playing in the Premier League now that are in that PFA League One team of the season? So Dan, who does this quiz, is known for these hard questions. So I can... Uh, one's a striker, one's a defender. The, I think I know who the striker is. Go on. Um, Andre Gray? Not Andre Gray. No. No. Oh, that's a killer. <laughs> Def, uh, defender. One's a defender, one's a striker. Uh, at WWFC Fancast on Twitter, if, you, uh, if you're listening playing along, let us know how you get on. Against Carl. One plays for what you would call the traditional top six team. One plays for a team down south on the coast. I wouldn't have got this in a million years. Oh, oh here we go. It, um, striker for Bournemouth. Callum. What's his name? Wilson. That's the one. Callum yeah. Wilson is the one. Defender. Harry Maguire? Yeah, Harry Maguire. Oh, I didn't think that. No. I didn't even think he got in it. <laughs> How did he get in there? I'm sure it was Stairs and Danny Bath. No. Yeah. <laughs> right, last question then. What was number one in the UK charts when you made your league debut for Wolves? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> league debut, Bristol City, 2000 and... I'm going on you this. So he hasn't put the old debut date on here. Okay. Uh... Come on, Dan. Give us, give us all the stats. Number one. Oh, <laughs> this is impossible. I mean, 2002, I came to Wolves as a 16-year-old. I've just, I, fi- I figured out, I can give you a clue. I've figured out a clue. Okay, I, I've, you've got, I'm sure they've got a clue. <laughs> so the artist, I believe, is married to a Real Madrid defender. Oh, Shakira. Yeah. Oh, okay. So what Shakira song, though? Is it? I don't know what the song's hips don't know. It is like that, that one. It, it is, is that one, yeah. 
Oh, I'd never have got that. that so ever. now you know what was number now one. I know, yeah, what was number one. <laughs> now I know what to put on my tape when I yeah. do my old football tapes for my daughters when they've just had enough of me. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, it's been fantastic to speak to you. All the best with the book. Cheers, thank and you. And I'll see you soon. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.